In this episode, we are answering questions sent in by you, the listeners. We address lots of great topics, including protecting your energy, what bad vibes actually are, the clairs, meditating, and more. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jay. Hey, hey. We have a listener feedback episode. I know. These are good ones. These are always so fun. I know. Okay. We have lots to talk about, but what I would like to just say at the beginning is that I love it when people send in feedback and even if we can't like answer a question, like sometimes a question is like so big that we yeah. won't be able to type it back. Mm-mm. And if we don't get right back to you, like we actually do when I say we, I mean, Jamie, um, we actually take everything and save it. That's what I was just going to say is that there's probably some of you that are about to get a response from me now. Oh yeah. To be like, Hey, we just addressed this in the listener feedback episode. Sorry. Yeah. I, sorry. I haven't responded yet. We, we save it all. And we used mm-hmm. to be able to get back to everybody all the time, but we're like, this is such a lucky thing, but like yeah. there's too many now that we can't, but yeah. we, you do a great job. You try. I try. And, and it will, sometimes it'll be a long time, but then I'll just mass reply to it. Not, not the same response, but I'll sit down, sit down and, and like, time I'll to reply respond. to each yes. one yeah. um, all at the same time. Yes. So they're all read. Please don't be offended yeah. if you don't get something right back or if it's short and or also, if we direct you to an episode. Like we really do appreciate all of that. And it might not come off this way, but I don't want to be dismissive. No, me neither. So, like, I would rather not reply to you and it almost take, like, too long to reply and yeah. the, and actually reply. Yes. Than to give you some sort of, like, bullshit yeah. standard copy and pasted thing, which right. I we could do. Maybe we should start doing it so it's not, like... If it's if it if I read it and it's something I can answer right away or just be like hey thanks for listening or I will do that immediately but if yeah. it's something that's like long and in depth I don't want to be like great thoughts thanks for writing yeah just if some I wrote generic to someone and yeah. wrote like a like a like a long thing I wouldn't that would hurt my feelings me too so I agree I'm tr- I'm trying to walk that line of yeah. like being really thoughtful about it. So take the fact that sometimes it takes us a long time or sometimes it doesn't get answered until an episode. Right. And know that it's because we care about it and we actually read all of them. We're not yeah. outsourcing them. No oh, one else no. is. No, no. We don't let anyone else look at them actually. No, so never. it's just us. Right. And just because we didn't choose your one for this right. doesn't mean that it won't show up somewhere else. Some of them aren't in here because I we're doing a whole episode on the question. Right. So it could be that as yep. well. Okay. So I'm going to start with the first one. I took, I tried to take just pieces. This one was long and all of it was great, but I just took a piece for us to answer. Yeah. But this is the quote. I absorb energy or vibes of the people around me or the content I ex- I consume. Yeah. And they gave an example about they had to stop listening to a podcast that was breaking down the Britney Spears memoir mm. because it was really hard for them to hear. Right. I feel that way often. Me too. Um, So the quote goes on to say, I feel like Elsa in Frozen and that I know I have an unusual ability, but I have no idea how to manage it or protect myself. 
Okay, so this is one of those ones that I'm going to say this probably for every single one. It could be a whole episode. Right, exactly. But we've covered some of it, but I thought... We have an empath episode. We do. We have like episodes on protecting your energy and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the way that this was worded, mm-hmm. especially liked that she compared herself to Elsa. Elsa, yeah. I love that. I'm down for that any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like there's, there's like a easy answer to this question, mm-hmm. and then there's like a much more in-depth look at it. So I'm going to give you the easy and then sort of like start you on the path, path. of the in-depth yep. one. Okay. The easy answer is is boundaries. Yep. And there are many things that you can do. We have episodes on these tools to protect your energy fields. Mm-hmm. For, I would say, 95% of anybody who asks me this question, mm-hmm. there's some kind... Because you have a built-in system to protect your energy field. Right. If it's feeling like it's the filters are... The natural ones aren't working, right. there's something else going on. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 95% of the people, the thing going on is a fear of not receiving the stuff if they put up some boundaries. Yes. Whether that's mm-hmm. my dead grandma won't talk to me anymore if I say not right now, grandma, I'm trying to sleep or like what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe if I block this out, I won't know when there's icky vibes or like you name it. There are stories about that. Yeah. Or like if you don't listen to everyone's sob stories and you know, you don't, you're not there for everyone immediately all the time, you're going to worry about how you're perceived. Absolutely. That was my issue. Like, if yes. I wouldn't be like the helper, I wouldn't be the go-to. I wouldn't be like. You mean you were fearing that people would abandon you? Right. If right. If I if did, I wasn't yeah. on call, essentially. Your for universal everybody. fear was at the front of this, Jamie. That it's never true. happens. It's true. See our episode. On yeah. <laughs> but so I would one. I would use the tools mm-hmm. to protect your energy field. We have it in an episode, but there's yep. one where I explain that you put a mist around the outside yep. and it, pe- things can come up and knock at the mist, but yep. it can't come in without your permission. And as soon as you dismiss it, it's gone. Yep. And it, that might sound like a little silly or basic, but mm-hmm. that really does work because yeah. what people do is they absorb energy instead of observing energy. Yep. We observe energy. We don't absorb energy. Exactly. Okay. And the reason they do that is because empathic people are so curious. There's just a natural trait about right. us. So your curiosity causes you to do that. Mm-hmm. So if you learn to shift that, it helps. But again, also look at what you are afraid of if you do put some boundaries up. Because I will tell you that what boundaries feel like is just the energy is still all around you. You just get to be a little bit more selective of how much of it is really conscious for you. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're not actually going to be like, oh, it feels weird. I mean, it will feel weird if you're not used to it. But you're actually, right. it's not going to be like, oh, I don't feel anything. No, anymore. no. You're just more in charge. And I, if it comes to like dead people or like what you were saying, like if you're not like totally tuned in all the time, like you Everybody know what I mean? Is everything. That's that like, oh, you know, this is going to happen. I think the opposite is actually true. <laughs> the more that you have good, solid boundaries, the easier it is to do those things and the more like helpful or intuitive you can be yeah because like if you're tuned into everyone's energy in the room and you're internalizing it all and you're absorbing it all Mm -hmm. and then somebody needs something your ability to help them or to dig into your intuition for that or Mm -hmm. to even know your own feelings is very compromised absolutely so you're actually a better helper right for lack of a better word if you learn how to do the boundaries yeah when it comes to content, mm-hmm. like a book with some 
tough stories to hear mm-hmm. watching the news. If you are empathic, you're going to have to be very intuitive about turning it off when you need to. Right. It doesn't mean turn away and not see any bad stuff. It's not an excuse for that. It is not. There are zero empathic intuitive people I know that actually do that. No. But it it's more of a, oh, this is bothering me now. I need to stop. I need to like really sit with it and then go back. Yep. And then you can listen to that stuff but you have to stop when it feels like you need to yeah and i think you also have to like as we like the things we're talking about right now are all like internal things that you're working on i think you also have to look externally yes and be really honest about what you're looking at in the world that we live in and like whether or not you want to admit it we're like we're in the dystopia. <laughs> I feel like you say that every episode, and I, I do. I love it. We should and, do a thing and, where people like give us the times or like the tallies. Oh yeah, how many times we yeah, say yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's coming more and more where people are seeing it more or more willing to admit it that we are there. So like, yeah. I think you. I think if you start to admit that the world is in a really bad place. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes some of the responsibility off your shoulders of like, why can't I just look at this? Why can't I just listen to these stories? Well, mm-hmm. because we're in a really difficult position. Yeah. Exactly. So the, the information that's coming in is really hard. I struggled with this a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I would get like very um, overwhelmed is mm-hmm. I guess the best word by like bad things happening in the world. Right. I couldn't manage it. Right. And I remember my parents sitting me down and saying to me, this is how the world is. Like right. bad guys win right. all the time, mm-hmm. but like you have to look for the good and you have to, you have to not have the expectation or assumption like in every movie or TV right. show you see as a kid that everything's always going to work out. Like this, ever after. this life is full of right. really hard, ter- like tough things, really great things too. Right. But you're not, you know, they didn't say it this way. They said it age appropriately, but like right. you haven't been born into a shiny, lovely world. Right. You've been born into a world with a lot of struggle and a lot of oppression and a lot of mm-hmm. dark, terrible things in it. Right. So, Sometimes carrying the expectation that it should be better, right, is bad. No, the intention yeah, no. that it should be better you can is want great. It, you can want it to be better, yes. but saying it should be better actually just creates more resistance to you yes, coping. Yes, exactly, you cope. exactly. Should you work hard to make it better? Yeah. Right. Should you not turn away when something's right. tough, but like manage yourself energetically? Right. Yes, but like it's sometimes it's like that idea that everyone should be treated great and you know. Right. And when you resist that, you actually just create more frustration, but yeah. only in your body. Yeah. So it makes it hard for you to cope and to manage. Expectation is ego and intention is intuition. Right. And so you get dragged too far into ego and you the fear takes over. Yep. And that can look a lot of different ways for people. Anxious you know, panic, like all depression, like all those kinds of things. Right. And I'm not saying those are just simply intuition and ego imbalances. I'm saying they go together, but that's where you can look at that. And Mm -hmm. then the other thing is something that I remind myself of all the time. You can kind of create a few mantras for yourself. I find that to be really helpful to have some good words to Mm -hmm. like center yourself again. But I just say like the bad things are happening. It's not my job to save people like they're gonna happen but if I enter into learning about a bad thing maybe I could help as an intuitive empathic person taking that perspective is helpful yeah because naturally 
the more dialed into empathy you are. Like we said, both of intuition and empathy are spectrums. Yep. You're not just like, oh, you're an intuitive person. You're not. You go over there. No. No. Same with empathy. Right. Everyone has different amounts, right? right? So the people who are dialed really far into empathy, both of us are in that category. We tend to, when there's someone around us in pain, if we could, we would we would take the pain away and yes. take it for ourselves. That's yes. just how we're designed. Mm-hmm. And it can feel like you're like, why am I in this world? Because this is really hard and there's hard stuff all around me. But to me, I think it's really beautiful that you would struggle with reading Brittany's book of right. her talking about the really hard stuff that she went through, that you reading that you would be so affected because you felt for her and you right. felt connected to her so much that it bothered you. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm not saying I'm glad it bothered you. I'm saying that means you're a really beautiful person. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's not someone, you know, right. That's, I love that. Yeah. Same. Okay. So you can see why that could be its own episode. I could keep Absolutely. going, right. but those are some things to think of. Cause I think a lot of people feel that way. Agreed. Okay. So there were so very many questions about the Claire's. Oh, I know. So I, I think that we may need to revisit the Claire's. Mm-hmm. We have some episodes on those. But the biggest amount were about Claire Cognizance. <laughs> I thought you could maybe weigh in on how tough of a... Especially to describe or explain how tough that is. Because Claire Cognizance is, I think, your top Claire. Yeah. So it's it's like a mysterious smoke in the room one it's hard to to nail down well it's just like most things with intuition that we always talk about is that it can't be it's less easily labeled or described Mm -hmm. um and so therefore it's harder to teach i think it's the least logical of the clairs like the least amount of like clairvoyance is my number one and claircognizance is under it so for me ours are swapped ours are swapped for me like things that i can see Mm -hmm. visuals right are i can use logic to understand them and then claircognizance is just kind of like reinforcing those Mm -hmm. for you it's the claircognizance first Mm -hmm. and then you'll have the vision sort of support and direct you with it and i think that's a lot harder because in order to explain it you have to use your logical mind Right. Well, exactly. And I, and I think that for someone, I mean, for, if you're, if you're not aware, you can go listen to those episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. I think us revisiting is a good yeah. idea. Um, but claircognizance is just knowing. Yeah. Psychic knowing. Mm-hmm. It's just psychic knowing. knowing. It's downloading yeah. information. It's just, um, if you're someone that's ever just known something all of a sudden yeah. or had like thoughts like where it's where intuition is perceived through thoughts and just knowledge like knowing of something yeah, and you just suddenly know it's and it's really difficult especially if you're sort of new to this or mm-hmm. learning to this it's mm-hmm. it's the clair that's most easily distrusted yeah because or... there's nothing very concrete about it Right. Like if you're clairvoyant, mm-hmm. you're seeing something. Mm-hmm. You might not be able to get other people to believe you about it, but like... No, but you're very aware something intuitive is going right. on. Right. Like, yeah. Or if you're hearing, if it's clairaudient and you're hearing things. Yeah. That is... That's harder to sort of write off or... And it's a, a skill that you can develop. Right. You know? Right. For me, my claircognizance are just things that I'm taking in or downloading energetically sub but subconsciously yes 
So they're already there. I'm not really, I'm not aware really or in charge of the process. I think what strikes me in like watching your claircognizance a lot mm-hmm. is that the idea that you did something and used your intuition a lot of times happens after you did the thing. Correct. When you're like, oh, that was, I did that. I mean, oftentimes still to this day, you have to tell me yeah. that it was intuition because yeah. I'm like, no, I just did that. I just somehow knew to do that. I'm I like, just well, did that or I just, I called that person or I just, I felt like I should do this. And How many like, times have you said to me, I just knew I needed to drive to my friend's house and go talk to them. Or I just right. knew I needed to call this person or show up at this event. Right. You do that constantly. Right. That's clear cognizance, but you're not having like a vision telling Correct. you or like a dove didn't fly down and drop. No. And, and I, and I can't teach that to you because right. your clear cognizance is going to be different than mine. Yes. So it's like, it requires so much trust yeah. and faith and like, and just like surrendering, which is yeah. so fucking hard. I think that's why I struggled so hard with this journey when I first started it was because yeah. I had the most walls built up. Yeah. And claircognizance is the hardest for that because oh, yeah. I don't have doves flying down. I don't like, I don't see things like in my mind's eye. And so yeah. I, it was so hard to trust myself. Well, it's a claircognizance and self-trust are almost the same thing yes and it's not trusting your intuition it's trusting yourself correct and and i feel like you know my claircognizance is second so it's not the same but for my experience Mm -hmm. with it is that when i just know and like to me it's like i can't get rid of the thought Mm -hmm. you know sometimes i'll think something or i'll get like a little intuitive hit and i can go okay and like leave it for later or not say it but it is like it's like a earworm almost like it will not go yeah. see i'm even describing it with other clairs exactly. but do you know what i mean exactly. like it's it just will not leave right. me the thought or the feeling or just like sometimes i don't even know what it is i just know it's the person or i just for me because of the clairvoyance i can usually see a word and mm-hmm. i'm like i need to say that word aloud to this person right. right and so that feeling is something that you have to learn to trust in yourself yes. and if you're uncomfortable with people knowing you're intuitive <laughs> that is so hard because you're, exactly. you might like you might say something like i just had a feeling i should give you a call and right. to some people to say that is very hard. scary right. for you not anymore i don't right. think but like that is a much harder thing than like if you get like a clairvoyant or you know clairaudient message you kind of know a little bit more what you're dealing with whereas for me, claircognizance leads me into something that I don't know what I'm getting into a lot of the right. times. I just know I have to get into it. Right. So it's complicated. And that situation you were just alluding to yeah. about me going to see a friend. Yeah. I think what's important about that is that what distinguishes it as claircognizance is mm-hmm. that there are often times where as an empathic person, I'm thinking about my friends or being like, what's going on with so-and-so? Yeah. This person... I mean, I don't think they're, I don't think they listen, but they're like one of my closest yeah. friends. Yeah. And it's also not weird to just say you were thinking you needed to help a friend. No, but there's yeah. oftentimes my friends have yeah. been in tough spots where I've been like, oh, like, I, like, oh, I feel for them. Oh, I want to help them. Oh. And I'm sort of consumed by wanting to help them. Yes. This instance, I literally was taking my sweatpants off and putting my jeans on. Yeah. And just going. Before you even knew why. I was like, I, this this situation, but like if you would, if this person had been 
stressed out or upset, I normally would just Marco Polo them or I would text them. Yeah. I was you knew literally, you had to physically I was literally go. physically moving and going. And then of course I'm in my car like, are you, are we overreacting here? <laughs> this is weird. Like I don't often yeah. pop into this person's house. Like we right. don't live close to right. each other. We're not super far away, but like, right, right. That person needed me. Absolutely, they needed you. And I was like, okay. And we're so relieved that you were there. <laughs> right. Like when I yes. showed up, they were like, oh, and you Holy didn't tell shit. them I'm stopping by. No, I you just went. Literally, just I just went. Went yeah. because they would have said no. I'm fine. Of course, they weren't fine, and I helped them. And yeah, it wasn't this terrible. I'm making it sound like this terrible dramatic thing. No. It, they just everybody has someone. a hard day, and a hard they needed moment. someone. Yeah. I showed up, and but yeah. that was my clear cognizance. It was like. What what differentiates this situation from this situation? They look very similar. Yeah. My clear cognizance knew yep. that this situation needed X behavior. Yeah. And I was just doing it. Yes, and it, it's hard because I feel like if clear cognizance comes in after one of the other ones, right? It's you've already got some sort of tactics. Like, right. oh, this is how I'm gonna do mm-hmm. it because like I'm now dialing in and I can see something in okay. But with clear cognizance, and especially in the way it works for you and other listeners who have it as their number one, mm-hmm. you're literally having the sweatpants to jeans moment right. and not really knowing right. what you're doing. So like you're literally driving there and then your ego starts to talk. And it yeah, took that long because exactly. your clear cognizance was being so powerful. It was downloading. For your right. ego to even have a chance to be like, what the hell are you doing? What if they don't want you to show up? Right. And I would just like to say a side note here. Mm. Always overkill it when you're worried about somebody yeah always show up and let them be like why are they why are you here this is unnecessary right. rather than not showing up for someone oh, great. just write it down and do it I, agree. I know you're uncomfortable with it everybody is yeah but like i personally and every single human in the world i'll yeah. just speak for everybody right yeah. now would rather be like slightly uncomfortable with the fact that you took time out of your day and came to help me when maybe I was okay versus being in the pits and utterly alone or just like, I didn't need it, but you showed up and cared. That's so nice. Yeah. You're so good at that. Like, especially the amount to show up. Like I remember after my son had his accident, you just like threw came, drove all the way here and threw groceries on my front door, knocked him and like skedaddled. Texted yeah. me like there's gro- and I was like running to wave and say thank you. Yeah. But just that that little thing that you did, like if you had said, "Do you need anything at the grocery store?" I wouldn't have. You would have absolutely. Well, said me, no, I'm the I worst know. at that. But, but think yeah. about all the think about uh, not to like make it about gender, but think about all the women that mm-hmm. you've known in your life, mm-hmm. listeners, mm-hmm. viewers, <laughs> who you always thought were really good hosts, or you always thought were really good like maternal figures or they were always the person who knew the right gift or they knew the right thing to say yeah those are all the witches in your lives yeah those are all like the maternal like intuitive and maternal doesn't mean that they're a mother either just have that that like nurturing yeah like that's all intuition yeah it's just through the frame of like how to be a good good guest how to be a good host how to help someone when they need something how to write a nice handwritten thank you card well, or sympathy parts, card the parts of that that are celebrated in women are the domestic ones right so those ones right which is fine yeah i mean it's not fine that those are right. the only ones but i those are wonderful things to celebrate 
But we don't attribute those to being intuition. Exactly. We attribute those to being manners. Exactly. And like right. domesticated, patriarchal, right. behaving women. Right. That's right. intuition. That's intuition. Those women would have been called witches. Right. Yeah. So. That's us. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Okay. I liked this question. Why is it that every intuitive person I know is obsessed with cults? I, I don't know, but I'm one of them. <laughs> Man, I love a cult. Same. We are obsessed with cults. I just sent you a TikTok of one I thought we should cover. Yes. The Michelle I, Pfeiffer one. I think I sent you a TikTok that was like, it was completely unrelated, but it was like, yeah. would this person be involved in a cult um, sex or normal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many different cults. There's like sub, sub yeah. categories of cults. Yeah. I'm completely Me too. obsessed I think it, it goes along the same lines as why women are obsessed with true crime. Right. You have to look at it from the perspective of intuitive people are trying to always remind themselves right. what to be careful of. Well, and like you always say, intuitive people are inherently very curious. Yep. So you see something awful and you're like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. How did you get involved in that? And yeah. then your point, like... Would that ever happen to me? Yes. Like, would I, could could I be that guy? I think that was what was so hard about watching The Vow. Mm-hmm. About that cult, Nexium cult. We've talked about that a million times. We have yes. a whole episode on it if yeah. you haven't. Um, but, like, because you... Watching that one was the first time I watched something about a cult where I was like, I could have been sucked into that. Definitely, you could have been. Yeah. You wouldn't have been, but you could have been. No, that was the first time that mm-hmm. I actually got it. Right. I understood right. that. Because the other ones, like, a lot of the focus on the cult documentary probably they're made by men um without enough women in the room right are on like the actual things the cult's doing which is also fascinating and i want to know all of that but to me it's like how did you get so many people in and it that documentary really shows you the process and how it's like slow brainwashing mark vincente was in it he was in the cult and then he did a great job making the documentary right yeah yeah, he showed how yeah like this very slow, subtle process that happens. Yeah. It's very intriguing. I found it like, I mean, we both are also obsessed with like Scientology stuff, like Leah Remini and all the stuff her and Mike Rinder do. Like we love, love. we love, we're clearly the stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's why, like we yeah. are, obs- that's why so many intuitive people are obsessed. But there is this really thin line when it comes to a cult and, um, religion and spirituality and holistic stuff and like there's a very thin line there that's why they overlap i mean that's why so many cults are religious cults yeah that's why we have such a problem with mlms and and different types of things like that because they're all so culty like yeah and if the, you know, it's the a Venn whole, diagram and there's a lot a of, Venn there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. A lot, like the whole reason that someone ended up getting full belief into a cult mm-hmm. is because they stopped, the person got them to stop listening to their intuition. Yes. And the whole reason that they get out is mm-hmm. something woke it back up. Right. So of course, intuitive people are going to be obsessed with that journey. And right. empathic people are going to be obsessed with the human behavior aspect right. of it. So it's it's a thing, but it's it's similar to why women watch crime documentaries mm-hmm. yes, is to learn crime, what right. not, true crime, to not, yeah. what not to do because we're the victims. Exactly. We're also the victims of cults, intuitive empathic people. Right, being told to 
not listen to yourself and being cut off from your intuition. Yeah. I think it's also the reason why so many intuitive and empathic people are therapists. Yes. Or psychologists or psychiatrists because that's like the more mainstream way of like looking into someone's personality, looking into feelings and emotions and mm. trauma and things like that. Like that's sort of like the starter kit yeah. of intuition. I don't it's like the gateway yes. class. Most of the therapists I know are incredibly intuitive people. Yes. And if I, I have met a few that I right. was like, oh, you're not too dialed in. And they were also somebody that I would never go talk well, to. Well, that's the thing is that yeah. if, if I see a therapist that's like a straight up muggle, I'm like, Ooh. no, bye. Probably not going to work. No, exactly. So, all right. I have some more great ones, but I think we should take a quick break Okay, and we'll come right back. We'll be right back after this short break. great with podcast listening a great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. fangirly moment right here that noise was jamie doing Clapping. like the um the claps from mrs what was i can't think of the name oh it's like another professor oh yeah he's like hercules yeah. hercules exactly that's and that's um, literally how we feel about this thing that we're uh, yeah we are obsessed with that so we're talking about. we were talking in the the is it brave to not wear makeup episode yeah you mentioned just happened to mention yeah well i was talking about makeup I was talking about how I do makeup. We both referenced that, not because we were telling you how to do your makeup, but because no, we which were, are our feelings about it. Our feelings about it. And so obviously I found like a, an efficient rule to follow. Yes. Year, 20 years ago. 20 years ago <laughs> that I loved because I used to watch What Not to Wear, one of my favorite shows. that show. And there was somebody on there who is a makeup artist. Carmendy. Carmendy. So I happen to mention that I still do the five-minute face and that I have the version you can do quicker in three minutes. And then the one that you can do put more on and because right. it's, you know, you're going out it's later. Adaptable. Right. Yeah. And that's all I do. And I don't do any other makeup. And I said her name. And then I, and this is how t- intuition works. Uh-huh. I was posting, I was sharing your reel onto the Intuitive Girls reel. Yeah. And I was like... Let me just tag her. Yeah. I can't tell you. We've tagged other people and never heard a word. No. I mean, we Sarah Edmondson yeah. responded when yeah. we did our episodes on the yeah. vow again. We always talk about it. Here we are talking <laughs> about it again. We're not. Um, we're so the stereotype. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, let me just, I'm just going to tag her. Yeah. And she wrote back. She wrote back to us. And she listened to the episode. And we're going to do an episode with her. I know. I'm so excited. She's going to come on the podcast. So, but what I just have to say, and 
you guys, you'll probably hear me say this again mm-hmm. on the episode where she comes on. Yeah. I, th- there's like a part in, of my brain that is like constantly freaking out. And this is why. And not just because I'm a super fan, because I am a super fan. Mm-hmm. But we, you and I talked about like the sort of serendipity of this. Yes. When I was a kid, but for both of us, we both watched What Not to Wear. All the time. We both love Carmody. I mean, first of all, she's so beautiful. Good Lord, is that yep. a beautiful human being. Yep. But then that could make you almost be like, oh, well, she's going to do makeup. Like she's so naturally gorgeous. But right. she's such a beautiful oh, yeah. person so as well. Yeah. And like, she, I feel like for all the, like the people getting their hair done or their outfits, like mm-hmm. they were, some people didn't like it. Some people did. No one left Carmody's chair not feeling better about themselves. Right, exactly. They felt great. And she just made them feel good more than just did good makeup. She made them feel better about their own features and yep. loving themselves. And in a, what appears to be a short amount of time, yeah. I don't know what it was like for right. me, but, and so I remember really internalizing that as a kid and being like, l- the reason that I loved that show was that, like it was giving people more than just a wardrobe and hair and makeup. Right. It was giving them a confidence in themselves yeah. and like, a like, Hey, take care of you again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I just was like, I want to do that someday. I want to help people feel better about themselves someday. Right. Uh-huh. So I'm, li- I'm in. Middle school. Yep. Well, like 13, 14, 15. Yep. Right? And I'm think and I'm influenced by this person. Yep. And then for us to then be doing the podcasts <clears throat> amount of years later. Right. And have her be like right. connecting to it and liking it and want to come on it. And on an episode where we were talking about helping people feel better about themselves. Yes. Like what where does what role does makeup play in how you feel about yourself? The universe is like such a tricky chess player. Seriously, a mastermind. Yeah. Not to quote Taylor Swift, but to always to quote to quote always Taylor. quote the mother Taylor Swift. Yes. Um yeah, it's really cool, but anyway, and we're going to talk about I mean, we've messaged with her. Yeah. And she's wants to talk about aging and beauty and Mm. perimenopause Mm. and like all like very igg related content like she's fully on board so yeah i would just also like to say anybody who takes the time when they're tagged who's like a celebrity Mm -hmm. to like reach out to the people who tag them to me and my book I forever have your back. Yes. I love it. It doesn't have to just kind. be to us. I mean, it's very kind. It is yeah. to just, mm-hmm. to just like Fair. recognize that. Right. Yeah. And I if you're that. not familiar with Carmody, like once you hear her on the podcast, you're going to get it. Like yeah. her energy is so warm and kind yeah. and caring. Yeah. Also, I, she has a new five minute face product yep. out, which we didn't know. I didn't know that she was just talk about no. this, right? Just launching it. Right. The week that we, that we posted that. Posted that. Yeah. Again, the timing. Perfect. I think, I think we're just going to be best friends with her. I love it. I mean, we're going mean, to be best friends with weird, her, but she's but... not thinking of us as our best friends. <laughs> I don't want to make it weird, but potentially. But, you know, shoot your shots, everybody. Tag 100%. the people. Go for yeah. it. You never know. Right. Yeah. Okay, Jay, we're back with some more listener feedback questions. Yep. Okay, this is a good one. Also, I've already written it down on our Google Doc. Oh. We used to have a Jamboard, but Google's getting rid of that. Yeah, I guess no one else used that. <laughs> We're the only people who use it, apparently. <laughs> but now on our shared Google Doc for an episode mm-hmm. in itself. Yeah. But this question is, when someone feels like they have bad vibes, oh, yeah. what is actually being picked up energetically? Mm-hmm. 
That's a good question. It is a good question. Again, this could be a very long answer, so I'm going to try to give you like the shortened version of yeah. it. But there, it's kind of a two-step process. Okay. First, there's there's something that happens when you're constantly... I don't want to say reading energy because you're not always <laughs> reading it, but you're constantly like processing energy going uh-huh. whirling around you. And everybody who's intuitive it's does this. Yeah. You just don't know and you don't have language for it because you're not me and you haven't thought about it a lot and spent like nights being like, I should get up at 2 a.m. and like sit and really think about this <laughs> because you're not me. But I have right. thought about it and mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you mm-hmm. some things. So when you're doing that, it's sort of like, I'm going to use a clairvoyant example because mm-hmm. that's my number one, but you can change this to be whatever fits yours. It's sort of like there's a TV playing in the background. Okay. And you're oh, just yes. doing life and I, there's a TV on. I like this analogy. Okay. Yep. And you're doing stuff and sometimes you forget the TV's even on. Right. Sometimes it's just background noise. Mm-hmm. Sometimes... Some little thing the TV says just grabs and all of a sudden you're completely focused on the TV. You don't even know where it came from. And sometimes you want to sit and watch the TV and ignore everything else. Or sometimes all of a sudden the TV is blaring. Yes. So sometimes the TV does something very different than yeah. what it's usually doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe it's blaring. Maybe the volume goes up or, or it goes like down. Static. Or it's like static. Or it goes static or it goes off. Or you've heard a line a million times on a show and it suddenly different or gets cut off weird Mm. or a commercial strikes you funny something interrupts the normalcy yep okay so this is the first thing that when you think you've picked up a bad vibe i'm not saying you're wrong but it has happened is there's something that feels very different Different. to sort of like the energetic framework around you something has entered the space that's setting off an alarm which at this point is not necessarily bad not bad yet it's just very different correct Okay, and what's going to happen is it's going to, whatever you're focused on, it's going to suck your attention to it right away. Yep. Okay, now this is, like you said, not necessarily a quote unquote bad vibe. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's just an anomaly. It's something off and weird. Okay, it could be because it's great. Yeah. Okay, it could also be like your kid just entered the room and you weren't expecting them and you weren't expecting that. Like it's not necessarily bad. Mm -hmm. But I would say over 50% of the time, it's bad. Okay. And when I say bad, I just mean ill-intended. Yeah. Okay. So because most human beings have decent energy, Mm -hmm. okay, decent meaning like their intentions are not to walk up to you and hurt you. Yep. Most people. Yeah. Yeah. At least in the moment they're walking by. They're probably not even thinking about you. Right. 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 I mean, you probably also notice when someone notices you, they didn't look at you, but they just clocked you energetically. You can right, feel exactly. that energetically, yeah. right? Like, yes. Ooh, and I if you're didn't... not aware of that process, you can take it as them like being rude or yeah, being weird. But Why really... is that person looking at me like that? It's right. probably they're looking they at you normal. You're just you. energetically feeling something. Right. Yeah. So the the element that you're picking up is bad intentions because intuitive people pick that up so fast you see little Mm -hmm. kids pick it up really fast because they're very connected to their intuition but just a vibe that is i have bad intentions that is what gives you that feeling that you should run yep and it could be a person it could be like i remember when i used to do real estate sometimes i would walk into a house and i'd be like we're out we're not i'm not i'm not staying in this house like it's just an energy in there like it could be anything 
That's what you're picking up. Mm-hmm. Ill intention. If I could loop us back. <laughs> loop away. To the claircognizance. Yeah. I think sometimes this is harder when you have clear cognizance mm-hmm. because when you see someone with bad vibes, you yeah. just know. Yeah. And you don't know why. Yeah. And our society has taught us to be, you know, we have a problem lately with like respectability politics. Ooh, yeah. And like we have a problem with like being polite and being kind, which I pride myself on being a kind person, mm-hmm. right? But there are some people, and it literally just happened to me this morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm looping us. <laughs> Is that I was I I was in the city, and I pulled up into a parking spot to drop my daughter off, and this woman came walking down the sidewalk, and because I was in my car, and yeah. I I'm terrible at managing my face when I'm not like on the clock. Um, or sometimes when I am actually just in the car, you're more aggressive. True. If people aren't following the rules when you are in your car, you can't tolerate other places. It irritates you, but not the same in the car. You're going to run them over maybe. But I had like hit park and I was, you know, I was about to say goodbye to my daughter. And I looked at this woman and I literally tracked her with Mm -hmm. my face. I literally was like, (laughs) following her with your eyes in my yeah. face i could feel my face starting <laughs> to scrunch up and i yeah. like almost started to snarl a little bit yeah and my daughter looked at me and was like now years ago she'd be like what's wrong with you yeah now she knows to just look where i'm looking like and she goes it? oh yeah <laughs> but if you're not aware of your claircognizance and you're not aware of bad vibes and energy or bad yeah. intentions that person looks fine yeah because you can't describe why. I, even now, I yeah. like, even now, if someone said, like, what's wrong with that person? I would say, I don't know. Yeah. But something's off and I don't like it and mm-hmm. I, and no. Yeah. And, but if you're claircognizant, it's really hard to trust that. And it's really hard to confirm it to another source. Even to convey it, like what, like right. what you're feeling. And yeah. then you have that programming in your head of be polite, be yeah. kind. Don't, well, don't stare at people. <laughs> Give them the benefit of the doubt. Which, in general, I agree with all those things. This very much goes into the next question. Mm-hmm. And so if it's okay, I'm going gonna, yeah. gonna to read that because I want to include this, yes. what you're saying in the answer. Sure. Because what you're describing is also something literally taught to women. Yes. Yes. If you get a bad vibe, you should just still stay there and be polite. Oh, I know. But this feeds into my answer to the next question. Okay. So this was a, a very long one and there was a very personal story in it and yep. I didn't feel right about sharing that. No. So I just have kind of put it together. But it's, this person was saying that in a bad situation, they should have left and their intuition told them to leave. It screamed, but yep. they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And they said, why does that happen? And they there was a lot of like feeling really angry with themselves yep. for not trusting it yeah, because like it, shame. it would have avoided a really terrible thing that happened to them. Gotcha. Same. Okay. Been yeah. there. All of us have. Yeah. But what you're saying, I feel like also answers this yeah. question, which is women are taught, especially if it's a man, mm-hmm. to just be polite. So right. if you are, if you are in a situation, this used to happen to me, I don't allow it to anymore. But you're in a situation where a man just comes too close to you. Yep. 
you have thought in your head, I'll just stand here and take it. I'm very uncomfortable, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. Right. You have thought that if you're a woman and yeah. you've done that. Yeah. I don't anymore. But it, Well, and sometimes you do that for your own safety. Sometimes yes. you have, women feel like they have to do that because if they say anything or do anything, it might make it worse. And then what happens? Exactly. And so you are taught... Mm-hmm to override your intuition correct but on like if you take women's self-defense classes which it'll be a shocker to no one that i've taken many and i enjoy them very much (laughs) if you've taken them you know that you're actually prob you're actually safer not probably you're actually safer if you object right away yes okay it's going to be very uncomfortable right but i have to say for all all the this is a weird way to say it but the good men that i know yeah if I said, hey, do you mind taking a step back, making me a little bit uncomfortable, they would happily take the step back. Yeah. And they wouldn't be offended, but they maybe would feel bad that they had made me feel yes. uncomfortable. Yeah. But would rather me say it. Right. Then I, I mean, honestly, most of the time you can take a step back and people get it. But if someone doesn't and they step back into your space, then just correct it. Yeah. Red flag also. Also red mad. Red or someone flag. steps back in your space after you step back huge red flag or they're sort of cornering you and there's that arm on the wall next to you like we've all been in those situations and we've all let it go Mm -hmm. on too long and then felt bad about ourselves but i just want you to know you've been taught to do that society since you were very little Mm -hmm. has taught you to prioritize the feelings and comfort of men Mm -hmm. over your own discomfort and intuition and i'm telling you you're not wrong maybe something bad won't happen but that feeling of discomfort and your intuition screaming get the hell out of here you are right and do it no and you don't have to sit in any situation and take anything just for someone else's comfort you get to be comfortable too you get to feel safe too it's not just for everybody else it listen you're super empathic it's really hard to say something that could possibly hurt somebody's feelings yeah we all struggle with that Mm -hmm. but it's not okay to allow yourself to feel unsafe no and or just uncomfortable Mm -hmm. say it say it say it say it if you have another empath around mm-hmm. you, they're going to respect it because they're yep. going to understand that, you know, and there's, there's all kinds of tactful ways and polite ways to say it. And if someone doesn't respect it, then, then you can be mean. Right. You know? Well, in that, I mean, if you want to like take it out of like the issue of safety, like I said about respectability politics, yeah. like that's how you get people to shut up. That's how politicians or bosses or anyone else that's in a position of power gets someone else to shut up. Yeah. is to bring in decorum yeah. and politeness and how you should be behaving. Yeah. They're just distracting yeah. from the fact that you're bringing up something that's a problem. I mean, listen, men in, in power have had a problem. Patriarchal men have mm-hmm. had a problem with powerful women for a long time. Right. And what you're talking about when they say like the Salem witch trials. Right. They were, and it didn't just happen in Salem. No, it happened across the globe all they were doing was murdering the women who were speaking up for themselves right so of course right all of that stuff's in your dna even if no one ever told you that stuff happened right you still carry it you know it and you know it and so it is right. it is we're saying trust your intuition but also if you have if you've been in a situation where you should have left and you knew it and you didn't so have we all yes. so some of us are lucky enough that it didn't get worse or right. something really bad didn't happen right right like it's okay like the shaming of yourself is not worth no. it because you've literally been raised to do that and yeah and sometimes felt like it was a safer option mm-hmm. than saying no or walking away or whatever so it's 
it's all very difficult. No, I mean, we can't, we've dug into that. We could make an entire episode of this. I'll wrap it up right now. But like <laughs> you learn that in school. Yeah. Just sit down and shut up and let the teacher talk at the front of the desk. And yeah. you have to ask for permission to go to the bathroom and you have to ask yeah. for, you have to raise your hand to speak. And yeah. I get that we need things for order and like in for yeah. effective learning environments. I get all that, but yeah. also the, the subtle programming that's happening is mm-hmm. that like you, you have to ask permission for yeah. everything. I mean, not to keep going about it, mm. but to keep going about it for one more minute. Right. The things that I thought were bad or wrong about me when I was a kid mm-hmm. were the parts of me that were intuitive, which was constantly asking yep. questions or going, that doesn't make sense to me or right. objecting or standing up yep. for somebody. Cause those were all the things that I got in trouble for. Right. Not by my parents, but no, by society. Was, right. right. Like, so you're literally describing the things that I thought were wrong with me as mm-hmm. a kid. And I'm not alone. That's why no, I'm saying this. I know no. so many other people, I yeah. think you included, yeah. felt like those, they're called rebellious, which is ridiculous yeah. because they're just autonomy. Right. Right. Are yeah. told to women, especially that that's bad. Mm-hmm. So of course you're going to think something of yourself if you go to do it because you've been programmed, exactly. like you said, right. to just comply. So something that like should be fairly easy, like just speak up, just walk away, just say just no. Say no. Yeah. It's actually, you're actually overriding, like overriding decades of programming yeah. that has been instilled in you. Not to mention it's that your nervous system is like breaking into a million pieces in that exactly. situation trying to get you out safe, of it safe, so right. it's not like you're just like calmly grounded and you know <laughs> exactly like really logical at right. the moment you know what i mean your mm-hmm. your fight or flight system is kicked in yep so of course it's going to be hard yep yeah okay i'll move on but i did put that with the other one as like a topic yeah okay um why is there such a tie between intuitive people and holistic things Interesting. I mean, the like answer the Venn is diagram. Well, I was going to say the answer answer is witchcraft. Yeah, it's a circle. I mean, so uh, this is the the thing. The most intuitive, empathic people, when you also had them be intelligent and have like a lot of knowledge in an area, mm-hmm. you would label them as a witch. Yep. Okay. So take that part and then take the other part that before religion became a thing Mm -hmm. back in the day of pagan times yeah what you were worshiping and studying and respecting and following the rules of was nature yep okay so you were in tune with it in a way that we are not now Mm -hmm. and the more connected to that inner ancient soul of yours that remembers being a witch Mm -hmm. the more drawn to and craving of holistic type things you are yes now we also have a strange thing going on in our society and i we won't talk about it forever i promise because we've talked about it forever (laughs) where there is a pipeline yes of (laughs) with white supremacy and holistic-y stuff that's rooting now back into religion yeah so this, I left out some of the question, but it was like a frustration in yeah. it sort of being hijacked by religion and like, but why are intuitive oh, okay. people? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. But the answer is because as a human being, you are naturally programmed. That's your, your natural basis right. is to be connected to nature. Yeah. And I think saying something is holistic is more socially acceptable than saying something's intuitive. 
Yeah. Right. So it's like, again, the like, yeah, the gateway. Yes. Into intuition is like, you're going to probably start like reading about plants or reading Mm -hmm. about a million different things. Right. That then start you on the journey of unlocking your own intuition. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like the starter kit of that, but like, but it then it can veer off and you can find yourself like sliding down the pipeline into white supremacy. Yes. I mean, that's, that's sort of the culty thing, right? Like why are we obsessed with that? Because there's a line that gets crossed all the time. Well, and why are we targeted? Why are we not friends with the people that we used to be friends with? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they went down one path and we went down another path. Yes. Like, I, I mean, like in intuition. Yes. Like there were, there were people that we worked with or people that we, yeah. we used to be in the same circles with. Yeah. That were not anymore. Right. And not because there was a, a fallout or bad things that happened. Nope. But you and I veered off one way. Yep. And they veered off another way. Yep. And that holistic journey that they took, took they took one route and we, we took, took the another other. yeah and and there are a million other routes too on yes. that journey that you yes. could take exactly and you know i saw a thing i think it was a tiktok mm-hmm. most likely Probably. yeah <laughs> that was saying that if we referred to the earth as father earth instead of mother earth yes we might feel differently about how we treat it Protecting and we might it. feel differently about holistic things or like and so i think that that's an excellent point because we definitely are trying to like weaponize and cultivate and destroy take everything from the planet and just have it be a martyr that gives to us and we don't take care of it back right that's exactly what we do to women yeah it's we're all just like tools of capitalism right right so i i agree but i think even if you look a little bit further I always think it's funny where like people draw a line where they say, Oh, that's woohoo and silly, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Right. Sort of like, and I, I'll see people who are very like anti woohoo, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about seasonal depression. And I'm like, <sighs> good point. Excellent. Excellent point. That is nature. That is yeah. a lack of cycles. Yeah. Like affecting yep. your that's mental. A great point. Like, like, there's things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, where do people start drawing the line? Right. Of like, oh, this is how connected we are to nature. Right. And and like, oh, it's okay to, you know, go out and, you know, make a, a potion out of leaves in your backyard. Like, that's crazy, you know. But Or you, I, you can use essential oils because that's from a plant, so that's normal. But then, right. like, talking about how they affect your chakras. Or hugging a tree is to too ground much. yourself. Right. That's crazy. Right. But, like go put your essential oils on and sell them in your MLM is fine. Like right. it's really weird and none of the lines make any sense is my point. Yeah, they're all personal. They're just right. whatever you personally feel about right. what's okay and what's not. And to me, if you took if I if I'm gonna question because you know I have a formula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm questioning, is this like on the good side of holistic or the like yeah. sketchy side of holistic? Mm-hmm. I just try to replace the word holistic with the earth. Yes. Is this, is this like an earthy crunchy? Is this earthy? Is this yes. something that the earth naturally does and makes and creates? Mm-hmm. Then I'm in. But have you done something to it? Like are, what's, what's the, what else? Is, right. is there something else involved in it? Then yeah. I'm not. Or what do you want from me? <laughs> well, I Beyond that. that. Yeah. You know. All the time. Yeah. So the reason is that you as an intuitive person are drawn to that is because you are a witch. Yep. Yeah. 
Okay, I think that you will really like this question. Okay. I was like, when I read it, I was like, Jamie? (laughs) (laughs) It's, I can't motivate myself to meditate. What can I do? Oh, um, realize that you have ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we've done an episode on this, of course. I feel like I say that to everything. But there is not, the only way to meditate is not just sitting with your eyes closed uh, yeah. in a quiet room. There's a million ways to meditate. If yeah, so like we're always sorry to interrupt you, but like we're fed that like you you have to do this thing in this way. Again, I'll say it like wake up at yes. four a.m., have a green smoothie, meditate, do this ten steps program for, to meditate. Right, yeah, pay yeah. me ninety nine dollars for it. Like <laughs> yeah. that's not how that works. There's so no. many different ways to meditate. Yeah, there's so many different ways to like ground yourself and get in touch with your own energy yeah but but again where all the like the science and the brain and the body overlap with intuition is that like i beat myself up for years for not meditating and not having a meditation practice and then i realized that i had adhd yeah so it trying to sit in silence and meditate yeah actually does the opposite to my nervous system i don't really think i know anyone adhd or not who's the the quote-unquote best way for them to meditate is in silence and to just automatically snap into a blank brain right but that's not real but there i i know people who like who meditate and they don't consider themselves intuitive (laughs) but they're meditating and really like sort of going and having like they're leaving their body right yeah, right and so because i couldn't do that i beat myself up about yeah. it it could right this that, one tool this one way didn't work for you so there must be something wrong with you right but right. i have adhd so i'm right. my, i'm neurodiverse yeah right and i'm claircognizant <laughs> so my intuition doesn't work like that i'm not going to go and see right, right? like yeah. that's clairvoyant right so I was trying to do something that was working against all of the different ways that my system operates Mm -hmm. naturally Mm -hmm. that's all intuitive and then you were blaming yourself that's that was my ego that's my ego being like you should be meditating Jamie yeah well because and listen there's a lot of science behind meditating and how good it is for you it's Mm -hmm. great for you but there's a lot of different ways to meditate and the most important thing is the intention behind the meditation because like the meditating that you're describing is to get like a message correct okay that's not the, i don't meditate for that no. i meditate to stop getting messages, messages yeah. exactly because yeah, i don't exactly. need to i might no. i might try to like focus in on something and mm-hmm. meditate to like really get deeper mm-hmm. in something yes but like if i want to sit and like download a message the way for me to do that in my own different mm-hmm. neurodiversity is not that Right. So why are you meditating? Maybe it's because you want a message. Maybe it's because you want to just center and ground yourself. Maybe it's because for me, it's usually to ground myself or I'll be like, I am going in a thousand different directions or I am tired and just need to reset my system Mm -hmm. or a very popular one. I, somebody's chewing next door and I might die. I might have to hear it. I might actually decide to on purpose go deaf. Yep. So if I've gotten to that state, of not being able to manage the yep. world, I will, I need to meditate. Yeah. Now, depending on what my intention is, is going to depend on how I meditate because that last one, mm-hmm. I am certainly not going to go try to sit in silence. No. I'm going to go be driven crazy. I'm probably going to put loud music in my headphones and go for a walk, walk. because exactly. that's meditation. Exactly. Anytime you're directing your brain 
you're meditating. Yeah. I love a guided meditation. If I want to get a message Mm -hmm. or I want to get clarity on a message, I'm going to pull up somebody's guided meditation. I have a couple that I really like. It's, I've never once gone, you know what is going to really help me is just complete silence because to me, silence is very loud. Right. So it just really depends. And there's a million different ways to meditate. You can meditate for one minute with a breathing exercise and you're just focused on your breath. Yeah. You can do it while your eyes are open and you're at work. Mm -hmm. You can go for a walk. You can do, I mean, honestly, I think sometimes scrolling social media is meditative because you're just, you're getting out of your head about your own stuff for a little while. I mean, sometimes you get slammed right back in. Right. Also driving too. I mean, it's more of like a, it's it's very a conscious, you have to be safe when you're driving, but like it's a a higher sort of higher consciousness it's the same one as the shower yes. where like you have something you're kicking around in your head and once you're showering or you're driving which is just using a certain Focus, part of your brain right. and the rest of it can do yeah. other things it you you're like oh and you get the best idea exactly and you have to do an audio message on your phone exactly you can't write while you're driving yes exactly. okay so my answer is that you're it's perfectly normal to have difficulty meditating mm-hmm. just think when the idea pops into your head that you should meditate if the word should's involved, it's your ego talking, not your intuition, by the way. But let's just use it, okay? Mm-hmm. Just go, why? What do I need? Yeah. And then decide what to do. And if you're running in circles where people are, like, meditation shaming you. Ew. Don't the fuck out of that circle. Find someone else to hang out with. Meditation shaming? Do you know how do you much know what I mean, shit you get shamed for already? And you're going to have somebody, like... Oh, you don't meditate all the time. You're not intuitive. At well, all. I mean, I've been to yoga classes where that type of conversation yeah. happened. I remember being like, "Oh God, I gotta get better at this." Like, I don't do that. I can barely get myself into warrior two over here. Like, oh yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, it's like, the same like, people who are also like shaming you because you don't get up at four a.m. and drink a smoothie full of dandy kale or something. Right. <laughs> Just find other friends. You know what I mean? I, like, that's I would not your a... crew. Like, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And also, the way that you do it, however that is, right. also works. To me, I, this this is going to sound a little disordered eating-y. Oh. But sometimes just eating my favorite snack is a meditation. Oh, me. yeah. Yeah, because you. Or like you're really craving right. a food and then you like yeah, really you... sit and presently yes. eat it. Because yes. I, don't, I don't often become very present about eating. I did that last night. Good for you. Yeah, it was delicious. I often will just kind of eat while doing something and not mm-hmm. really think about it. And I think sometimes that's a problem why I eat too much. Yeah. Because I'm not focusing on out. it. Yeah. Right. So, and just like you haven't got the hit of something you needed because you weren't paying right. attention, mm-hmm. right? You are being mindful. So like anytime you bring mindfulness into the equation, it's mm-hmm. a form of meditating. Yep. So do it however you want. Agreed. Find a, find a way. and. Listeners, tell us your favorite way, yeah. unconventional way. Yeah. And if it's like you're a monk floating in the room, don't bother sending it in. Just... Well, I mean, that's cool, but like we don't all have to do it that way. Do you really do it that way? Do you really know. think anyone sits in silence and has no thoughts? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Unless I can't arrange it. Maybe Honestly. they're in a coma or something. But I don't know. Listen, meditating is not so that you can have a mind with no thoughts in it. Meditating is the act of when a thought comes up that you don't want to like step into and like be more mindful of it moving it out of the way and yes. moving on it's not being like a the victim to your own thoughts because no. a lot of people to manage your own thoughts exactly a right. lot of people will be like i can't meditate because it's always there's always thoughts well yeah there's supposed to be thoughts you just have to be able to control them manage them exactly okay so last one mm. 
another one that you'll enjoy. Every time I get Reiki or get a massage or a pedicure, mm-hmm. I cry. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the culture. What is going on and how do I stop? <laughs> you can, you don't, don't, you're not stopping. Don't, don't stop. Well, tell, well, first of all, if it happens, if it happens on a Reiki table and you have somebody like Jamie giving you the Reiki, the Reiki practitioner is going to tell you that that's normal and yeah. good because you're just releasing. Yes. Same as like people will laugh sometimes. Uh-huh. Cough. Well, that's me. Well, I mean, go see our Reiki episode, mm-hmm. first of all. Yeah, that We go work. over that. We have an energy work episode and then we have a Reiki episode. Yep. Um, I, I When I used to practice Reiki, I would always say when I first worked with a client, I would preface that if you start to laugh or cry or cough or fart or burp, your stomach starts to growl. Your stomach's growling. A, I'm seeing that as a win, so don't see me as judging you. Oh, I was gonna say your your practitioner is like I'm like high fiving myself. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm like, oh it's 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 the, the energy's moving. It's yeah. working. Yeah, yeah. It's doing its job. And B, know that it's normal so that you don't lose that meditative place where you are. A lot of people will will sort of tap in. Yeah. But also tap out a little bit, both. It's like a surface, like a. It, it's like a meditation, it like yeah, yeah. like I, like doing Reiki or acupuncture or something like that will will change your vibration in your body, your energetic body, so that it's easier to meditate. It's easier to like call stillness, intuitive is, stuff is in. safer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you um, if you choose stillness, stillness or one thought is safer to sit in. Yes. Yeah. So, but I mean, I've seen clients who were like very calm, very relaxed, and then their stomach has growled. Yeah. Um, and I've watched their body like kind of jolt and they come out of it. They become like self-conscious. They, they yeah. become self-conscious. Then I watch them have to walk, like work themselves, like calm themselves back down into that state again. Yeah. So I always would always start and say like, if that happens, stay where you are. You don't need to be embarrassed or ashamed. Like yeah, I'm totally I'm thrilled normal. that it's happening Yeah. and let it go. But the, the tears, are, are just you processing the energy. Yeah. I mean, crying, laughing, mm-hmm. coughing are all releases. Yeah. You're just releasing something. Right. I understand fully that like it's uncomfortable. Maybe in having Reiki or a masseuse that understands energy yeah. work. Those are like, okay, I could cry. Yeah. You know, some people really cry hard. This yes. person I think is based on the way they're asking the question. Yeah. That I can see, okay, I'll allow that. Yeah. But I can understand if you're getting a pedicure or something, it's a little awkward to oh, start yeah. crying. And I saw a TikTok, you probably saw it too, because I'm sure our algorithms are similar, where this guy, he he like made a TikTok and was like, I'm a runner, and he's like weeping. Oh, yeah. He's like, and every time I'm at the end of my run, I cry, and I don't understand what's going on. And he's also like, but also like it feels good. I'm not sad. I, it feels yeah. really cathartic to yeah. cry. But like why? And you saw all these stitches. But like I was thinking like you're just the run helped you release yes. something. And of course there's all these like I looked in the comments of that and everyone yeah. had all these scientific names. Like it's like an endorphin something yeah. or other. Which it is. I'm sure your brain is releasing a ton of endorphins. Oh, releasing did yeah. you say? Right yes. exactly. Yes. But like it's also just that you're processing all of the yes. energy that you've just literally shaken out of your body as you're yes. running. Yes. So I understand that those aren't places like you just went for a run mm-hmm. amongst other humans or you're getting a pedicure. Right. That maybe you don't want to be weeping. 
Correct. I understand that. Yeah. So the first answer is that it's perfectly normal and you're just releasing and you should allow it to happen. Right. And the second answer is if you don't feel comfortable allowing that to happen, let me tell you what's going on mm-hmm. if it feels out of control. Well, also, it's probably one of those things where once you hear it right now, what's happening, it, it won't happen as much because you'll understand what's going on. Exactly. If you're weeping at something, it's because your body has a shit ton of energy that it needs to process and let go of. Yeah. Once you once we've brought it to your attention right now and you know now, it probably your body will probably feel safer in just letting it go without it being like a big thing. 100%. You know? If you don't feel in control of the way you're releasing mm-hmm. and you're not in an environment where you've like in- set the intention to come for energy work and release mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Like, right. Right. It's not what you want to allow to happen. Yeah. And you don't feel like you have control over it. There is something else going on. There's nothing wrong with right. you, but there is something you can adjust. Right. And it's what you're saying. It's that people, every single person I've ever talked to that has this experience mm-hmm. They, it's not that they don't process their emotions. They, they, they process it. They feel it. They know it's there, Mm -hmm. but then they shove it down. It doesn't leave. It does not leave. And they don't finish the story about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if even, can I give an example about something that happened on a trip recently that illustrates what's happening? Yeah. Okay. So I recently went to New York. Oh yeah. I went to New York city and I went to the 9-11 Memorial Museum. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible, by the way. But, like, there was a woman who was there. They have survivors at some of the different areas. And they tell you about their experience connected to the area. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. If you're wondering if I wept the whole time, yes. I, as soon as I looked and saw the pools, I started crying. Wow. But I allowed I've learned to allow that. This yeah. isn't the point of the story. I'm yeah. just saying, like, right. it's okay to be the person yeah, walking around a really sad thing crying. There's nothing wrong with you. Right. There's something right with you. Exactly. Okay. So this woman was telling many different stories in different places. And you know me. First of all, I have the headphones with the tour. Of course. Guided tour in my headphones. And I'm taking them off and finding her to listen to her firsthand account. Mm-hmm. This is this is my jam. Yeah, that's incredible. My kids have finished already. They're like, we've walked around, no. you know. But I'm like, I'm going yeah. to every stop and listen. Okay, so she's talk. She tells a million really tough stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, doesn't waver. Now, nine eleven was a long time ago. Relatively. Okay. Yeah. So, and she works here, so she's telling these stories all the time. All the time. Right. Okay. So she gets to this one part of the story, and I'm going to share what she said. She said. That she was on like the 56th floor or something. Mm -hmm. And she was walking to the elevator when the plane hit to go up to the 76th floor, which is right where Where the plane hit. hit. And everybody on that floor died. And so she was steps from getting on the elevator. And as she says, the like way the universe lined up, like had she been in the elevator, she would have died too. She would have been trapped and then buried. Right? Correct. She starts crying. Good. Okay. Mm -hmm. She has told harder, that's a relative thing, but Mm -hmm. tougher stories without anything. Mm -hmm. And so I know what that means when it happened. Right. right? But we walk away and my husband, Matt says like, that's so weird that she would cry at that one part, but not the other parts. Why? And I was like, well, (laughs) right. She hasn't created a story that she feels comfortable with yet about that. She hasn't reconciled that. And something that's very common in that's very difficult to reconcile is survivor's guilt. Yep. And that's what she was 
she hadn't found a story yet. Like the like it should have been me. Like yeah, story, she hadn't right. created a story inside of herself that she had peace with about that part. Right, not that it like led her to be able to like educate people and she, she hasn't, hasn't got there, got there yet. yet. Right. She hasn't. She hasn't done. And I'm not shaming right. her. She's no. look at what she's no. doing. She's working on it. I mean, there's no. a million things you have to process. Right. And I'm not she's at all. also tapping back into it, like a very traumatic experience over and over again right. to educate people about right. something. And you know, she's standing amongst walls of pictures of people of who it. did die. Yeah, I mean, and like she's the energetic there. rubble of it. Yes, in the location of it. Right. Like, right. just exactly. think about that. If she's not in California telling the story, no. she's literally at ground zero telling she's the standing story. she was standing next to this what's called the survivor staircase pointing to it that's how she escaped oh god okay so like the staircase is in the museum like it's right there do you know what i'm saying the yeah. actual staircase okay yeah so this the same thing that happened to her is happening to you right you haven't completed the story where it's a comfortable story that you don't tell yourself the story every time with words, but you have no. filed it in a place right. where the thing that you're processing is still, it still needs your attention. Mm -hmm. So your body is bringing it to your attention. I know it's a cheesy saying, but you got to feel it to heal it is true. Uh, yes, it is. And then the next step to that is then you have to write a story about it that you're comfortable with. Right. You just don't have a comfortable story. That's why you're crying. Yeah. So you just have to write the rest of the story. Yeah. And then you won't cry so uncontrollably. Right. And you'll feel, it'll feel more manageable to you. That's a that's a good way to say it. You'll still feel emotional, of course. Right. But you'll feel more in control. It, it's right. It, the trauma or the incident itself isn't in charge anymore. Yes. It doesn't have as much power over you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Weren't those Excellent some amazing point. questions? Yeah, they're incredible. I love our listeners. Same. Keep sending them. We do these so often. We save them all. We have a file. And unfortunately, Heather does not offer sessions anymore. That comes in <laughs> all the time. And it like breaks my heart to be like, no, sorry. Well, can I start a rumor? Yes. She she might open some up. Oh, yes. Like after the first of the year. Yes. She might. She should. This Heather girl, I've heard She's about. so good at it. <laughs> well, and I feel but for I, listeners only. I was going to say, it should yeah. only be for IgG people. But, like, yeah. I don't know. As someone who, like, so greatly benefited from your <laughs> sessions, stop laughing. Stop, stop minimizing. I'm releasing it. with a laugh. No, <laughs> you're minimizing your abilities. Okay. And I don't okay. like that okay. because they are so profound, profoundly helpful. Thank you. Um, that, like, the I, like, I, sometimes I feel a little guilty. <laughs> like, like I got to have the sessions and all these people didn't. So I would love if our listeners, and I'm telling you, if even just this moment is going to get people knocking on yeah, the door. I know. I always feel bad <laughs> when I have to say no to. This, this is the thing about intuition that's really hard. Is mm -hmm. like intuition, I did that for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then life happened. And mm -hmm. then intuition told me like I had to stop. And then intuition was like, we're not going back to that right now. Mm -hmm. And that's hard, especially when it's a change and it's something you love. Mm -hmm. I loved doing them, but it was time for me to do something like this, the podcast, yeah. you know, it was time for me to do something else and to take a break from that. And yeah. the way I'll put it back out will be different and whatever, but yeah, you have to trust that. And then when something says, okay, go back. Like to me, I was like, but aren't people going to be mad that I left? Like your ego starts to get all crazy. Yeah. It's right. Interesting. So you're yeah. just going to sit and go like, I'm just trusting it. My intuition said to do it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Yes. My intuition made me do it. Like that's <laughs> so, yeah. So that's just a rumor. I don't know if it's that's true incredible. or not. I don't know if it's true, Jamie, but I think it's true. 
I mean, it may, I like been, that, may have been my idea. I was just going to say, I like that you're acting like it's a surprise because uh, <laughs> I said something to you. I was like, I kind of feel like I should, I want to, I might want to do this. And you were like, yeah. I was like, you're going to do it this yeah. way and then offer it this way. And this is how we're going to say it on social media. This is the PR framing for it. <laughs> Literally. Yes. <laughs> we're marketing it as this. Yeah. Yeah. But you just like really faked surprise. I think you were surprised that I said well, it. Well, you haven't said it. No, yeah. Right. I haven't said it out loud to anyone but yeah. you. So, well, now I said it on But the you get, like, that's the thing about intuition is that, like, if you're doing, if you're using your intuitive abilities in a way that, like, no, not, if you're doing it healthily. Yes. And with great boundaries. Yeah. Then it not only serves the person, but it serves you. It serves you a lot. Like, it's yes. so good for your brain. Yeah. To do sessions. Yeah. And it's also good to, to wait till you want to. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a place of, if you're privileged enough to not have to do a thing, yes. to be able to stop so that what you give to everybody is like literally the best you could. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not just for me. That's for everybody. Oh, keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, after that confession slash rumors, wrap it up. we got to wrap it up and we need some coffee. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.